today I'm going to dive right in. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm pumped up. I want to talk about being driven. Being driven uh, is, is, it comes down to two things. Either something's driving you or you're being driven. And, and so a lot of times being driven, the definition is simply this. Whatever you go to bed thinking of and whatever you wake up in the morning thinking of, that is what drives you. Just a real good, simple definition. In most cases, what you go to bed thinking of and what you wake up in the morning is, is kind of the initial thoughts of, of the things that are driving you. Uh, some of you are already getting your toes a little bit hurt right now. And, and, and understand that, that what we give our priority to, what we give our effort into is what we're going to be driven by. It's what we're gonna. It's who we become. It's 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 who who fuels us. I'm gonna read a little story. Uh, one of my favorite Bible stories, Luke eight forty three through forty eight. It's a woman with the issue of blood. I'll give you a minute if you need it. Luke eight forty three through forty eight. If y'all are close, say amen. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for it for 12 years. She had an issue of blood. We've all have an issue of blood. Some of it is an internal blood source, and some of it is, in her case, a hemorrhage. But no one could heal her. She came up from behind and she came up from behind and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Of course, speaking of Jesus, Jesus turns and says, Who touched me? When they all denied it, Peter said, you know, Peter, master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, no, uh, hold on. Somebody touched me. I know that the power has gone from me. See, when a moment, when a situation touches you, when a situation that's not of God gets in our midst, when a situation that is of God gets in our midst, we should know the difference. We, we have a map within us and a GPS called the Holy Spirit that should alert us every time power is either being taken or power is being given. They, uh, Jesus says, someone touched me. I know that because the power is gone from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and, and how she had instantly been healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you, go in peace. That young woman, that, that woman was driven by something. Her faith drove her to find Jesus. And listen, if you know anything about being anemic, if you know anything about being in a place to where uh, you, you're at a, a loss of blood or, or there's something wrong with your internal, it shows an outward expression. Uh, I, I went through a moment where, where I, I've been anemic. Anybody else been anemic at some point in time? Uh, very weak. And, and it was nothing, nothing to the magnitude of this woman. So you can imagine having to force her way through. They didn't have PAs. They didn't have uh, beautiful sound systems. They didn't have things. So if you wanted to be around Jesus, you had to do what? You had to be around Jesus. You had to go find him. You had to crowd up in there. You had to listen to what he had to say. And she fought her way through who knows how many people. 
in a place to where she could barely function, but she knew there was one way and one way only for her healing. Doctors had told her it was impossible. That's for somebody in here. Doctors had said it's impossible. There's no way you can find healing, but yet and still she was driven by something that was more than her. I love talking about being driven. I, uh, of course, being a student pastor, we, we, uh, we see students all the way now from fifth grade all the way up to, uh, well, from my case, 30. But uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 one of the most scariest times, yet the funnest times, is when they start getting their driver's license. My, student, my, my kiddos, one of them's getting close. It won't be long before Zach's there. It, it, I mean, it, it starts happening. You can't do nothing about it. And so I want y'all to kind of enjoy something with me for a minute. Can we have fun in church? Amen. Okay. Uh, Hunter, uh, Laura, if you do me a favor. One of my favorite things about driving, you know, we, we basically in life, you've got a few things you look forward to. When you're in uh, middle school and even early high school, there's one thing you're looking forward to, and that is what? Driving. Period. And one of the main reasons why we love to go driving and one of the, the biggest uh, perks of it is finally you get to control the radio. Come on. Come on. And so, you know, everybody's is different. Uh, I'm going to pick up my lovely wife. Say we were, you know, we were going on a, on a date. Honey, if you'll go ahead and sit down. And, and, and say, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. It's a little car. It's a little bitty car. Look, I'm walking right around it. It's a little car. But, you know, when your first car, that's real talk. Because your first car, just like your first experience with God, shouldn't be your last car. All right, man, let me get in this before we. So, basically, we've. Oh, I forgot. To, I just walked in. Mine my, my, my ain't got a door. <laughs> Mine ain't got a door. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, wagging. Yeah. Some of y'all grew up that way, but I, I, you know. All right, I love y'all. Remember, Damon loves you. And, and so it, it, you know, it would kind of seem something. You know, we, would, we would crank the engine, and, and then finally we get an opportunity to just cruise around. We ain't got nowhere to go. Ain't got nowhere to go. We're just cruising around. Some of you spiritually right now are just cruising around with no destination. But physically, it may kind of look something like this.
life a lot of us are cruising around see and, 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 and you think you can just handle cruising around it's going to sustain who you are you have energy in who you are you have fun in who you are but then you realize it really doesn't have a destination you really don't have anything to plan nothing is really going the way you want to go because simply and, and truly you have done nothing but simply cruise around you say why well, go to church so does the devil Jesus is ready for a generation be it a senior, be it a senior citizen that is ready to know his or her destination. As we're driving, there's so often times where, where we encounter detours. There's so often times where we encounter things that we weren't expecting on the road of life. Keep up there. 
Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you, Father, that uh, today you show us that, that we have the ability that there is so much more out there of which to be driven by. That worldly things are fleeting, that yes, jobs are fleeting, relationships that are not of you are fleeting, politics is fleeting, come on, church. Those things that we have held so near and dear to our hearts, such as tradition and religion and things of that nature, are understanding now that, that it's only just cruising music. It's only just cruising music. I thank you, Father, for today. Things you're going to show us today, we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray, and y'all say it with me. Amen, amen, amen. I want to ask you, are you being driven? Are you being driven around by things this morning? The, uh, one of the biggest things in life that we find is that first car. And, and like I said, we get that first car, and I don't know about y'all, my first car, my, it was a truck, was not what I truly would love. However, it didn't matter. Because here's what I did. I took it. I put stuff on it. I put stuff in it. I started making it have my identity. Jesus needs some spiritual vehicles, you, with your identity. See, you can't go through life thinking, I'm going to do just like Damon, please don't. You can't go through life thinking you're going to do like Joel or Jeff or Mitch or Hunter or Alan or anybody else that, that you think has something going. You can't go that route and think everything's going to work out the same way because you are in your home, you are in your job, you are in your place for a reason. Your vehicle looks different for a reason. I remember, everybody remember their, their, their first vehicle, if you've gotten there yet, you may not be there in life, because in, in this, in, today, especially the occasion, basically, of course, we're speaking to seniors, seniors get to hear me all the time, and, and, and we're speaking to those that are becoming seniors and getting to that point, but above anything else, I also believe today that we're speaking to an older generation that thinks that they missed out on something with God. A lot of you have gotten to a point where you're like, I remember the excitement of my first car. I remember the excitement of my first experience with God. I remember what it was like. I was in so-and-so, and this was singing, and this was playing, and this was preaching, and this was going on. However, through life's detours and life's warning signs and life's things, that excitement has left you. That place has left you. Today I've got good news that there's a, uh, a thing, because it, it, guys don't like doing it. Every once in a while in life, you just kind of have to go, uh, I am lost. <laughs> I am lost. When we get on the, uh, and y'all remember this, I, I took a, Tony Bible was my driving instructor, if that was anybody else. Uh, he was good, good. And, and we had like the Ford Taurus was our driving car. And of course, you know that you get out in the parking lot and he's like, punch it. And I'm like, I am. You know, it's not really doing much. 
And one of the scariest things, yet one of the funnest things, is when they finally give you the, the uh, availability and, the, and the, uh, uh, the opportunity to get on the interstate. Y'all remember this? And, and the interstate is great because, of course, you get you there faster, right? Well, who doesn't want to be faster on stuff, right? You got to get, if you're going to Dallas, taking, uh, uh, you know, service roads and county roads that take you a long time, you get on to Dallas. If you drive like Pastor Joel, you'd be there in like 35 minutes. And, and so basically, everybody wants to get on the interstate. Well, people, it's no different in our life. We all find ourselves on the interstate and then wonder why things are so fast and busy. And then we get in wrecks because there was detours and there was, there was warning signs because we missed them because we were just so focused on him or her, that job. That franchise, that thing, and you you don't you don't miss those uh, you you miss those opportunities those blinking lights those blinking signs you know Dallas is you know it's high tech you drive through some places and it'll come over your radio and say detour at this place you do not do not want to go any further on this road. Spiritually, that happens all the time. The Holy Spirit gives us that ability to make those decisions and to make those, uh, those decisions a reality. There's warning signs in our spiritual life the same way there, there is in our spiritual life and in, 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 in our law-abiding life, right? Brings me to another point. Whenever you uh, started driving, there was something you had to learn. It was called the book of, you know, legal how to drive, and, and if you got out there and tried to drive without knowing the book, well, you're going to break a lot of rules. You're going to break a lot of hearts. You're going to burn a lot of bridges. You're going to go through a lot of churches. You're going to miss ministry opportunities. All because all you want to do is just get in the car and drive. I love my salvation. My salvation was just the start. It was not the end. It was not my end-all, be-all. I finally get to go walk the streets of glory. I don't see my Jesus talking like that. I don't see that. I see my Jesus saying, now, what's next? What's next? When we're going down the, the road of life and we're on that interstate, he throws up those detours, and those detours are not to slow us down. Those detours are to save our life. Woo, get that. You're going along, you're going along, and all of a sudden the, the, the conditions change on the road. These things start doing this and doing that. There's construction, and you don't even know about it because you haven't paid attention. And before too long, you found yourself wrecked out. The cool thing is, is I know a good tow truck, man. And, and, and when you call on him, he'll come get you anytime. It didn't come free, but it's free to us. And so on, this, on these detours, if we'll take them and go around issues, it'll put us back to where we need to go. That's the coolest thing. And we miss all kinds of drama. 
We miss a dr- the wreck of drama. I hate drama. Anybody, just, just please, if you got a heart for teenagers, tell me. If you hate drama, I hate drama. And, and so the, what's crazy is, is people will see it coming and still just drive. Yes, we got this. Buckle up, honey. Drag everybody else into it with you. You're in the HOV lane. You got five people with you, and you say, oh, we can make it. And before I know it, not only you have wrecked yourself, you've wrecked these other five people with you. There's a point in time in life, we've all been there. You may be there now where it's one way. You ain't got no opportunities, do nothing else. It's one way, period. It's one way. Some of you are feeling lonely right now. Understand, there's times in our life where it's one way. That's for a reason. It's for a reason. More than likely, you're not ready for a relationship right now. (gasps) I'm supposed to be married and kids and the whole thing, right? No, (laughs) no. Nobody says you have to be that. If you're wondering why some of your students don't want to get married, it's because I preach this to them all the time. It is not ingrained. I know it's ingrained in our mind as a child. It is not in our DNA. It is not in our spiritual uh, 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 character to say we've got to have a family. Throwing that out there. It's free for somebody. Somebody's grabbing hold of it. Yes, he said it. Hashtag single life, Jake. And, and so the, the thing that we find out on that, that, that journey of life, on that journey of life is, is you start seeing, you, you go through some uh, areas and it will actually stop you. Don't you hate it when you're on the interstate and all of a sudden you got to stop? How are you going to stop me on the interstate, Austin? Ooh. And, and, and the craziest thing is, we have direction of our steering wheel, which is our tongue. That steering wheel is our tongue. If you want to be living and want to practice in life, start speaking life. Start speaking life and not death into situations. If you want to be better, say, I want to be better. Woo! A lot of times you need to say, man, my life, you, you, my life is struggling. But you need to say, my God is bigger. Period. My God is bigger. Your steering wheel is everything. Your, your, the tires on the ground are our body. The engine is God. And listen, here's the cool thing. Did you realize that our windshield is bigger than our rear view? Catch it. Catch it. Our windshield, our front going forward is so much bigger than what we're supposed to look back at. I don't want to revisit stuff. If I'm going somewhere, if I'm going to Dallas right now, and you tell me, Damon, I need you to come back to Cumbie. No, I'm in Dallas. What's in Cumbie? Some old stuff? Man, you just got to be old stuff. You be old stuff without me. A lot of you go back and, and go pick up drama again. Come Get back in the car. When things are done, let them be done. Let them be done. We have warning signs all throughout the interstate. We have warning signs all throughout our life. What time is it? I'm trying to be good. Mitch, come on up. We have warning signs. We have one ways. We have stop signs. We have yield signs. The yield sign is one that gets confusing at times. 
You ever seen come up on one of those that, like, you really can't tell if you're supposed to healed or if that's somebody else or... Uh, there's one out on, uh, like in between, like Barber Shear, and the yield is real long. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, you come off, and the stretch is still real long. So even if you yield, you still got to pay like super attention because there's still cars coming off, and you never would have even thought they could have came that far and still made it. And so yields can be tricky. We've got to find places where we yield. The, the hardest thing that we do in our Christian walk is learn how to pass people correctly. A lot of wrecks are, are, are due to passing, poor passing. And, and understand there, there's a, a place in our walk where we, of course, we're Christians, of course, we're evangelistic, and we want everybody to go with us, right? We want everybody to take this journey with us. But there comes a point in time where, where all you're seeing is them put bad fuel. They've got a gas-powered car, but they're putting diesel in it. All you see them is, is they're trying to say they're walking a spiritual walk, but all they're putting is the world in it. They know more about Drake than they know about King David. Then we start to see that that engine does not run correctly. We start to notice that, that they start kind of slowing down and, and you're trying to run with them, you're trying to go with them, and all of a sudden you realize they're doing nothing but causing me to slow down to a crawl. And here's the coolest thing, guys. They're not your responsibility. It's their responsibility to understand what's going on, take that detour, get right, and get back on the interstate. Sometimes it's not our place. We do not have to fix everybody. Woo, get that. As a minister, that's hard. I know it's hard for you as well. In this room tonight, I, today, I, I do want to ask that one question. Is what is driving you? What's driving you this morning? What, what is that one thing? that is leading you to a place? Do you have that, that drive like she had? You know, you're sitting here and you, you're wanting God to touch a situation, but it seems like the weakness has taken you over and you cannot move forward. You need to be driven by something other than the world. If that's you today, we're gonna pray with you.